0: yo, what up? We back in Amberland. It's been so long since I've been gone. No Nivea feature. Anyway, we here, and I'm glad we are. And we just go nuts and boats it today. No breaks, full court pressing this bitch. Coast to coast if I'm on offense. Let's do it. Starting out with the personal shit. So the main reason why I didn't, record in January is because I had a lot of shit that happened and um before I list all the things that unfolded I'm totally fine now all is goody so yeah um after I spent time with my family um in Nashville I got back like like the second week of January and Yeah, right before I was preparing to get back to work, um, in order to get back to work, uh, our boss wanted us to have a negative COVID result, and a bitch did not have that. (laughs) I have all the jabs, um, like all three of them niggas, and I didn't really do, I didn't, the only thing I did in Nashville was go to the, I spent, I stayed over my dads the whole time, and I visited some relatives too some other relatives, but I went to the gym and uh when I met up with my home girl my shout out to you girl um, what been we've been on for twenty years almost uh, yeah, and I hadn't seen her since yeah, I saw her for the first time in like four years, so it was just cause she lives in Washington, Yakima, Washington, and she was in town for the figure skating competition it's just it was amazing and um so yeah the only we went to this food hall and it was an indoor outdoor situation and I guess there there, there were in the in-betweens I might have caught it then so I didn't really feel any symptoms um the only thing I felt was like one nostril was kind of congested so yeah it was um if I hadn't tested for COVID, I would not have known I had it, is the point. So I definitely didn't have any symptoms, but I still quarantined for 10 days. Uh, or did I? No. Shit, let's see. Did I quarantine for 10 days? No, because I think it was uh like six days I quarantined. And then by like day seven, I had a negative result. So, but I didn't work for, I didn't work for 10 days. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a hot ass mess. And, but on top of that, like right before I had the, I got a coat, right before I got the positive result, I fucked around and I was on, I was taking Marta to my homegirl's house. Um, and I left my backpack, like I accidentally left my backpack on the bus. And I'm, and it, I, right after I realized that, like the bus was already like within a way out of my reach, I was running and everything. I was like, no. <laughs> and then I called Marta. I tried to get it. I tried everything to get that shit back to me and it, yeah, it was already stolen. So I just ended up locking, shout out to technology. I was able to lock my cards and then once I, and so nobody, there was no spending. uh, So I caught that before I didn't have to cancel it. I just, well, I did cancel it, um, but I had, I locked it first before um, I did any of that. Then I had to do all the things, get all the new shits. Luckily. DDS the DMV has an app because of COVID so I all I had to do was order a new ID through that and that was cool so everything was recovered, it was no biggie but it was just annoying that that shit happened and I was like what the fuck so yeah that was that um and then and then what it it just sidelined me essentially no it not sidelined me but it uh set me back three weeks because yeah just missing work and I hadn't worked for all because uh, I already had two weeks off for the holiday so I didn't work for a total of a month and I you know I had already saved up um for that month <laughs> but I wasn't gonna get paid for another two weeks so I had to think of the two week low. And that's when the funds were starting to run low. And I was like, ooh, what's the bitch gonna do? And I'm just scrolling on Instagram one day. I follow The Giving Kitchen because um, I remember when it started because um, when I was working at this uh, other restaurant that's uh, in Grant Park, it started out in Edgewood, not too far from the, the job I was at. And they were saying, hey, you heard about this? And then um, I ended up meeting one of the people who worked there, like, who was like the, one of the directors. And I never thought to use it because I was it back in the back of my mind. Oh, I never really had it in the back of my mind even. I just always supported it. And even during COVID when – um, I didn't work for seven weeks um, I ended up I figured out a way and didn't have to use them then and yeah so I'm scrolling you know it's like a month you know during this time like a month ago when I was down and out and I just saw I just saw um a post of Giving Kitchen and they said ask for help and I was like oh shit and I'm like, that's something I never do. <laughs> and, or I'll just say that's something I rarely do, very seldom. And I'm getting better at this. And this was a very eye-opening learning lesson. So, um, I should have just said lesson. I mean, the whole point of lesson is like, clearly you learn. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I... Yeah, I just, I'm reading and I'm reading the testimonials about, oh my God, you know, and they were talking about how someone didn't, someone had a positive uh, COVID result and they were sidelined from working for two weeks and how uh, Giving Kitchen was able to help them with rent and all that. And I didn't need help for rent because um, I knew I would have, um, it's I already had, I already had February rent taken care of, um, or set aside anyway, but there was bills that was mounting up like utilities. And so what they did, they, so what happened, I ended up, I went to the, I went to their ask for help form through their Instagram. Like they have that link in their bio. So I went to the link in their bio and I just ended up. I just did the preliminary questionnaire and then I a caseworker, shout out to Andre, he reached out to me um like a couple of days later and he told me the whole process and walked me through it and then he emailed me and the email did the same thing. So they're very thorough in making sure you're not lost in filling out the application. So I filled out the financial assistance uh, application and I um i'm I'm very blessed that I have a, a a nice printer that has all the shit you know that scans and copies so I was able to scan all my documents that was needed for them to provide the assistance so the scan you know so I was able to do all the scans I mean I was able to do all the documents I suppose just taking a photo on the phone I was able to scan them into PDFs so that probably helped um. And I I did that m that one third the Thursday morning that I did it. And then later that day, like literally at eight PM, I got the email that uh awarded that said that they awarded me some money and they ended up taking care I mean, all of my utilities were taken care of. So I haven't had to pay I'm not gonna be have to pay until like this come like in March. So very, very happy and grateful and blessed to have Stumble upon something that was very very helpful because I already knew about Giving Kitchen. I follow them because I just you know support and I love seeing all the all the positive feedback. But yeah, this was incredible. They even helped, and I you know I really started fucking with them because they helped my home girl who overcame cancer and when she was going through her cancer treatments, they paid for her rent. I think they did like a few like a few months. So very very awesome organization yeah uh, they i mean they said this there's one line that stuck with me it said thank you for being brave enough for asking thank you for being brave enough to ask for help and i just they're really. i was like oh you guys so very very grateful shout out to the giving kitchen to anyone who knows uh anyone in the restaurant industry it is exclusive exclusively for restaurant industry because a lot of service industry workers do not have insurance so if they you know they take care of funeral costs they take care of medical expense like they they really look out for the kids so shout out to them so yeah after that things have been really cool uh I ended up I mean, I had a couple of bookings in February that I—I I mean, January that I ended up having to reschedule. So basically, all month I have just been booked the fuck up, like legitimately booked and busy. And I am very, very happy to announce that I did uh, the virtual Chocolate Sundays, which is a very, very sun. It's a weekly Sunday show at the Laugh Factory on Hollywood Boulevard. Same venue where Michael Richards entered his career uh, <laughs> it's just funny. It's like like I never knew like I always equate that to that because out of the whole tirade when that shit was released long time ago, like right after I graduated college, so it had to be like at least fifteen years ago. I just never forgot how. It's right in front of the logo of the Laugh Factory. And I'm like, man, I bet them niggas are like, fuck. <laughs> He's giving us bad press. <laughs> so, anyways, but yes, the same Laugh Factory. I'm going to be on it. <laughs> Yeah, i be on that same stage. <laughs> no, but I'm just so grateful because Chocolate Sundays is a show that they were having like five-year wait lists. And so during the pandemic, when nobody could perform, they said, well, let's do this shit virtually. And now the wait list is 18 months. So I performed by far, hands down, the best fucking virtual show that I've been on like they did that shit right, and and one of the best shows I've been on. It was only, it was only ten of us doing three minutes. They're like, get in there, get in, there, get in, there, get the fuck out. And I'm very, very stoked and blessed to say them niggas fucked with me because they were roasting people hard in the chat room. It's like seventy people that's watching virtually, and they just roasting niggas on the chat in the chat room. They say I look like Leslie Jones, which I'm like, nigga, ain't a roast. I'm good. If you said I act like her, that would have been. But look like, I mean, she cool. Um, uh, I got, I can't help with this haircut. So, but yeah, uh, it was really cool. They fucked with me though. That was the only thing they said. But they, they thought, they thought I was funny, so much so that they voted for me to go. To LA Factory, I mean the Laugh Factory in LA. So what happens is, as soon as you finish your performance, a prompt pops up and it said "Would you like to see her see this comic perform at Laugh Factory?" You say yes or no. So a lot of people say yes, enough to, for me to advance because they announce the winners right at right after the show's over. They're like, "All right, we're gonna announce the winners." And so they announced me, and it just felt good because I felt them, like I heard them laughing the whole time, but it does always mean that. I've been, I've done so many competitions where I thought that I would advance to something, and them niggas like, nope, we ain't fucking with you that hard. We were just laughing, nigga. So really, really happy that was not the case. So happy. And they just emailed me my date, so I'm going to be there October 29th, 2023 so very much looking forward to Halloween weekend in LA 2023 that's just gonna be fire like can you imagine I'm gonna fucking destroy the town because I'm having fun but yeah so that's what's been up I did the West End Comedy Festival the inaugural one and it was really dope I was very blessed to uh be a part of that I've been enjoying all the shows, man. I just did Starbar last night. That's always fun. Yeah. Oh, so keeping it keeping it in the comedy. <laughs> so apparently TI's pissing off a lot of people. He's been um uh, of course he started out doing it here and now he's going to like LA and shit doing it. He did Chocolate Sundays um live and they were they even talked about how he wasn't ready, but <clears throat> how some people some a lot of people are upset because it's not because he's doing it, doing comedy. It's not like oh this nigga ain't funny. It's nothing like that. It's really because he uh like well, according to them, I'm just I'm just stating all the facts. I'm gonna state all the facts, then I'll give you my opinion afterwards. But yeah, it was, he's like doing certain things, like doing legendary shows where people have to wait years to get on, and he's just sliding through. Using his cele- using his celebrity essentially, and being on like Shaq All Star, and all that, uh, um, he's getting a lot of bookings. And uh, recently, there's been some grumblings because um, he did a show, and he ended up following Godfrey who headlined, and he's like, "Nigga, you not even you've been doing this shit for a month or in some change." And you following a headliner? The headliner, after you nobody follows the headliner. That's the whole point. So that's what that's what everybody's you know, that's what's been this and he's like, look, man, I'm just and you got comedians caving for him, like he, let him do his thing. Live your life. And my thing is, I don't give a fuck. Like, what T I doing comedy at Chocolate Sundays one Sunday and then going to do (laughs) going to do Godfrey show and following him as headliner or doing Shaq's all-star comedy jam what that shit got to do with me (laughs) and yeah he you know he's um he has been doing some uh open mics where he's getting on and shit like that but even if that dude bumped me, which I doubt would happen anyway. The only reason the only the only way I'd be upset about that is if that's money out of my pocket. But he ain't taking money out of my pocket, and I don't think he's taking money out of their pockets. I don't think he took any money out of Godfrey's pocket after he headlined and then he went and T.I. went up after him after Godfrey headlined. I don't know, but, I mean, it is disrespectful, sure, but, I mean, this T.I., y'all know who he is? Y'all ain't paid attention to him? Like, you you already know of him, and you don't know, y'all you ain't do your research about who this nigga is? Like, when has he ever done anything that what it didn't show he went with the shits? Like, that nigga don't fuck around. <laughs> he, he opened a museum and did a display of guns, the shit that got him in trouble. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, I mean, he claims that he's the king of the south. Like, I don't, All like, what part of his career where he was like, I'm humble as shit. I got humility like a motherfucker. Like, this is the same nigga who said he take his daughter to the gynecologist to check if she still had her hymen intact. Like, you think he ain't going, to you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't going to be on some grimy shit <laughs> with comedy too? Like, fuck out of here. He going to be on some shit. Just fuck up. Okay. <laughs> but I also heard that he fucks with the people. He's nice with the people that he's been on uh, on the shows with. He's taking photos with people and shit. He's thanking the host and shit. Like, whatever, man. You know how many people try comedy and don't last, and some people who get in there and do last, like, whatever, what happens if he ends up being good, like, he might, I don't know, but, I don't see the point in being like, damn, this nigga, like, you saying he ain't funny, that's one thing, you mean, we can state facts, but the whole, like, (laughs) who gives a shit, (laughs) also, you don't know who he is, anyway, so, the Hawks, Yeah, I'm definitely gonna re-up my membership for the season tickets. Um, Yeah, man, they've been good. They did not do any more trades after getting rid of Cam Reddish. So... Oh, yeah, that happened since the new year. Uh, They got rid of Cam Reddish. It was a really uh such a, I mean, that might have happened before the new year i don't even know anymore but uh <laughs> so much has happened but yeah uh they got rid of cam reddish because he i mean they it also it, proof isn't putting in in the numbers uh he didn't play well really with trey young who the team should really need to build around um I uh, yeah DeAndre Hunter's back so that's I think that's the main reason you got Big O who's killing it so Clint Capella uh. I'm very intrigued to see how the how the team's gonna gel after the All Star break because it looks like they were getting their groove they had some because they ended up being like what like eight and three or some shit after a uh, Cam Reddish trade after the Cam Reddish trade and I mean uh, Cam gonna get lost in that Knicks. Ben, I don't think he gonna get a lot of PT with that nigga Tibbs. Like okay, um the All Star game was interesting. It was cool. um The team LeBron man, that shit was not bad. I was looking at them like y'all actually could be the squad. Like he had Jokic and he had Demar and he had LeBron and he had Luca. He had all them niggas. I thought that shit was dope. I usually don't like that, but like I'm looking at him like you know. This is very cool, like, but it's also a building ground for super teams, so, but why not? Whatever. Things are changing, man, and then, you know, as far as the dunk contest, Obi Toppin won, but nobody gave a shit, I mean, I, I give a shout out to Cole Anthony for, with the with the Tims, Duncan and the Tims, I, I, that was a creative at least, you know, he had the New York Knicks, And then he had the, you know, the Greg Anthony jersey, which I didn't put two and two together. I didn't know Greg Anthony is his damn daddy. Ain't that some shit? That shit, wow. I like Greg Anthony a lot. Oh, man. I I always liked him as a point guard. But when he came in, I was like, this nigga is fucking sharp as shit. I love it. I love him. But anyways, I didn't even know Cody was his son. That shit, wow. I'm old, man. Niggas all you used to watch. Got niggas, I'm watching now. <laughs> anyway, so, like Glenn Rice Jr. Or Tim Hardaway Jr. Or, anyway, it's not the point. Uh, yeah, the Hawks, though. I think they gonna make it in the playoffs. I actually think they can... Oh, hmm, they gotta be a six seed. I don't know if they can be a 6th seed. They, they might end up being in the play-in. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. Oh, man, the trade. <laughs> I guess the, the biggest trade was uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden. <clears throat> Some other peeps. Oh, the Pacers uh, traded DeMontis Sabonis and Justin Holliday for uh, Buddy Hield and somebody else. Um... I don't know who it was. Yeah. So, but yeah, the yeah Ben Simmons is now a Brooklyn Net. Good luck with that. Dealing with Kyrie and dealing with KD. And, I mean KD and Steve Nash. They're dealing with it a lot. Oh yeah, people been busting KD's balls too because um they're like you left this for that. As in you left the Warriors for the Nets. He's a lot of got a lot of shit going on. Whatever. Time will tell, I guess. I I watched the Super Bowl, whatever. I will say I am happy that Matthew Stafford. Two things. I'm happy that the Bengals, okay. I wanted the Bengals to win because I had so many of my Kentucky friends who were happy because they're Bengals fans. So I I was like, "Oh, But at the same time, I'm glad they didn't win because A.J. Green was not on there. He was with them for so long, and I really was hoping that he was still on the squad when they were there. But it was devastating how they lost, but I'm glad that A.J. Green, you know, I'm just glad that the Bengals, if they had had won without him, I would have been bummed out. But at the same time, I was rooting for him. It was weird. And on that same UGA team... Happy that Matthew Stafford won. (laughs) What a difference a fucking year made. They're like, yo. I mean, I remember when they did the franchise tag on Matthew Stafford. Like, what, after year three? They're like, gotcha, nigga. He's like, ah, I'm stuck. And he got out of that motherfucker. Ooh, lordy. Good for him. Oh, yeah, that whole thing about him turning his back on the photographer who fell. People got a lot of opinions on a lot of things. But yeah, um keeping that in mind. I especially with this being Black History Month and I feel like black people work so hard to just always be poised, you know? Like all the tea, all the media shit, you know, like the to be a good upstanding black citizen you have to be poised you know you gotta be a Sidney Poitier or James or Jones or a god damn it hell Paul Robeson or a motherfucking Eartha Kitt or a goddamn it son of a bitch uh, Dick Gregory when you're funny or this and that and that and this and it's like you know like we just in order for us to like it don't take sh- much for the other you know the niggas who don't look like us the majority don't take much for them to get to where they are, but for us, we have to do everything just excellent, black excellence. We have to be the upper echelon, you know what I'm saying? Point being, sometimes you gotta be like, fuck them niggas, <laughs> like, sometimes you just gotta be like, yo, fuck this. and And it's crazy because I and I remember how when I when I was in college, there was so many instances where I would keep my poise, but as soon as I lost it, I ended up just cussing people out. And as I got older, especially working in restaurants, I learned, I was like, okay, got to be poised, poised, poised. And then, you know, and then the higher up I got, I'm like, poised, poised, especially when I, you know, like working, I mean, working in restaurants, being a restaurant manager, being a sports reporter, like, everything that I have done is just poised, um, like, or I when I was in the public eye a lot, like, doing, you know, playing sports, or I, um, like, a few years in a row, I won the Spelling Bee, and so I would go, each year, I would go to the county championships, yeah, straight up, like, some bad word shit, you <laughs> know, Jason Bateman, um, and, like, everything I did, you know, it's been a straight A student, like, my whole entire life, I just had to be, okay, I can't let them know that they're getting me upset talking that shit, you know? Um, and I don't got time for that shit anymore. Like, I, I always think of the episode of Malcolm in the Middle where um, Malcolm has an ulcer because he just held everything that bothered him in and when it was time for him to actually talk he's (laughs) he spat up blood like that's how much it was uh eating him up on the inside and so he's in the hospital and his mom's like you're only 15 what are you so stressed out about And he just sounds off and sometimes that shit has to happen and now I'm at a point where I'm like yo I can still be poised and let your motherfuckers know I ain't having that shit. You can still cuss a motherfucker out with poise. I'm going to give you a prime example. Have you ever lost faith that you can get this done? At Memphis? Yeah. In the first half like that when it's unfolding, is, there, is it embarrassing? And I think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of fucked up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid fucking questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, to 18, 19-year-olds to out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24-year-old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like don't do that. I work too fucking hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these bullshit articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor. <laughs> Anthony Dion Penny Hardaway was not playing when he cussed the reporters out, <laughs> and I'm sure they all white. It was definitely a white nigga who asked that question. Are you embarrassed? <laughs> and looking, he was like, nigga. And he didn't even look like he was going to go off of him. And, you know, you had, like, niggas like Jay Williams and Stephen A. Smith, the fucking well, also, niggas on uh, ESPN. They was like, don't do that. Don't lose your poise. Everybody else, all the fan, and Nobody. I'm talking about nobody was really like, oh, my God, you lost a fan, Penny. Everybody who is a Memphis fan, they were like, well, you know, Memphis, they, ain't, they don't fuck around anyway. They're you know, like, yeah, Memphis, they don't give a fuck. And they were really – they were all siding with him. When I saw that shit, I was like, that's good. We need to see coaches go – especially, like, like, when Mike Tomlin went off on those coaches. He didn't cuss them out, but he had the same energy. He's like – Y'all not? He said you're not asking Sean Payton this question. Sean Payton ended up fucking retiring this season too. I don't think they had this related. I just find that interesting as fuck. But yeah, also, <laughs> Mike Tomlin ended up being the only black coach in the NFL after Brian Flores got fired. Well, not Brian Flores, but um, the one from the one after. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyways, um. But yeah, so now Mike Tomlin has another black coach alongside him, and it is Brian Flores. Very interesting. Uh, Good luck with that, Uh, because Brian Flores uh, is—he's suing the NFL currently as he's employed by the NFL. Shit happens. It's all about something that happened in a previous situation. Shit happens. But yeah, uh reporters be asking these assholes asshole questions. And just and so if you're going to since since it's in the contracts for these athletes and coaches and all these other figures to mm-hmm. have to engage with the press, them niggas got to be used to getting cussed out <laughs> if they say some fuck shit. If they can't bypass it, then they got to deal with anything that comes their way. So <clears throat> he's like, Y'all give me, he said, What's fucked up is how y'all talk, have these bullshit articles about me. And I just feel like that's an example. But overall, in general, you got to put your foot down on these motherfuckers, man, because people are going to continue to wow like the audacity of people still is continuously on a high rise like so just you know like um like fans getting out of hand you know talking hell of shit to um like I'm glad you saying I'm glad to see I'm glad to see these athletes getting fans, unruly fans getting kicked out. Like who the fuck are you? Just because you paying for something don't mean you have the right to say some fuck shit. Just like motherfuckers who who likes to who try to talk during my set, you know, like or in general, not just my set, like when they try to talk to anybody's set. When people it's like you can laugh at my joke without interrupting with some fuck shit words too. You know, like, oh yeah, I like when I'm like mm mm, you keep talking, then I'm gonna have to charge you personally (laughs) but yeah I'm i'm just trying to be the kd of comedy all right you know just straight buckets when i perform and if i have to say shut your ass up motherfucker i will all right so i'm gonna round it out on things that i've been enjoying um aside from Performing comedy and going to Hawks games and watching the NBA League pass. I got into Ozark. Um, I didn't think, like, my roommates, they watched, like, they would watch it together. Um, you know how couples are. You gotta watch things together. If you <laughs> one can't watch without the other, or it's just might as well cheat on them. Anyways, uh, so yeah, and so every time I watch it, I'd be like, oh okay, and then I just keep it moving, and then sometimes I'd be engaged enough to sit down through some episodes. So I watched uh the fourth season, the first part, and I was like, oh okay, 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 okay. I mean, I love Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. You can't go wrong with those two. But then I just i was like you know why not man let me get into this shit so i watched it from the beginning and i'm like holy shit like each season it's just like damn and the snails man they are something else <laughs> my favorite line my favorite exchange when jason bateman's character is like when marty says she blew a man's head off and jacob snail goes for which she is contrite. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't sweep some shit under the rug like that by saying, for which she is contrite. <laughs> Are you gonna say, I'll oh, fucking <laughs> nobody talk like that. It's very Shakespearean. It was like just hillbilly Shakespeare's. I loved it. Um, and also, country niggas. The Righteous Gemstones. Uh, So the season finale is coming up, and I am very stoked because Eric Roberts' character—he, I mean, he—he's really good guest appearance. Man, he—he—he's killing that shit. Like I didn't even know it was him at first. I was like, "Who is this dude?" And he's killing it. I always uh, reference him from best in the best. Like, whenever I'm annoyed, and I'm like, I feel like Eric Roberts is best of the best when he walks in the bar double-fist up. Oh, so funny. He just walks in, punched two niggas in the face simultaneously. Anyway, so yeah, those are good. And then my absolute faves. Oh, man. Abbott Elementary is incredible. I cannot wait to see. I always miss the um, live version of it so I always watch on Hulu the next day and I cannot wait to see that tomorrow. <sighs> so incredible. Great, great television. Just all the just a great cast. All the every single character is just funny as fuck. Shout out to Janelle James. She is hilarious. I was very lucky to see her And a a, a few other comics perform at Terminal West when Netflix was filming there for the stand-ups. It was like the the first, it was called Comedy Lineup. And that was like the precursor to the stand-ups, which came out last year. She killed that shit. Then she's killing it now. Like her new special is also funny. And her as the principal, I just, she is hilarious. And everybody hates Chris Dude. Tyler... James Williams, he's hilarious as well. The camera work, uh, yeah, and the mockumentary style, we magnífico. And then Wonder Years, hell yes. The black version of Wonder Years. I love this shit, because I remember watching the Wonder Years and being like, I would like this show if it was black. And here we are, so grateful for that. It's really, really great. And I am going to end on that note because I like to end on everything black. All right, y'all. It's been great. I'm going to holler at y'all soon. I promise. Y'all keep it gangsta.